What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Chasing Banners podcast. Returning like Jordan in 95, wearing number 45, Chasing Banners is back after a year-long absence. My name is Dante Toro, and I am excited to bring this podcast back with my friend, my co-host, Ryan Sheehan. What's going on, guys? I'm excited to join this podcast. Uh, This is going to be awesome. This is fun. We're two guys with a bunch of energy, two guys that know our shit about the Celtics. So we're back. We're back, and there's someone new on. (laughs) Dude, I'm so excited. I mean, we're both obviously huge Celtics fans. We're both, I mean, just big sports fans in general. So, I mean, I think us coming together, doing this, like you said, we just have a great energy. We have a great knowledge of sports. I, I think we can just go above and beyond with this podcast and just give you people just the news, the just listening to us talk about the sports, the people you love, and we're so excited to to get this thing off the ground and running. Yeah, all unbiased too. We're not like all Nick unbiased. Wright or Max Kellerman. <laughs> yeah, listen, I mean, like I said, we're Celtics fans, but at the end of the day, we're truly basketball fans, and we're not going to let our Celtics fandom get in the way of debating and talking about sports. We're well, we'll make that very clear. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, um, yeah. So for the first episode, I mean, we really, of course, I mean, with what's going on in the world, there's really not too much to talk about. It's like new, new recent sports stuff. I mean, we got the Jordan documentary. ESPN just put out a top, uh, their top 74 list for the greatest players. So people have been debating about that uh, for days, for weeks, actually. Um, but I think, you know, we should talk about where we're at now with sports, with basketball and like what do you think is going to happen, Ryan? I mean, right now there's ideas of, you know, the facilities are opening up. Um, they're targeting dates. I mean, Stephen A. Smith said he was thinking July they were going to bring back the NBA season. Like, just what do you think is going to happen here? Well, with the facilities slowly opening back up and all the precautionary measures they have to take, they are – it does really look like they, they do want to get back to the season – and there has been statements coming out saying like that players are very like antsy to get back to the season. Um, the way it will end, I think I've, I've had like 50, 50, 50 opinions about it because I'll get a notification saying that they plan to hope to, to start the season again. And then I'll get a noti- another notification uh, showing some negatives to it and why they shouldn't open the season back up. Uh, I think this season is going to start again. I think Stephen A. Smith is probably the most accurate guy when it comes to all this because he's the one that's most ingrained in the NBA, I guess you could say. So if he thinks that July would be the perfect time for them to come back, then I think it'd be July. The only thing bad about coming back is NBA players need that time to get back into training. It's just not they can hop back on the court and play again. There's players that haven't even touched the ball, like our like our young star right now, Jason Tatum, who said yeah. he hasn't even really touched the ball in two months. So it's it's really hard. You can't hurry up the process and you can't speed it up, but there has to be a deadline. And I think July would be a good deadline because at that point, if you finish it in August, then I guess you get a month or so off. They could delay the start of the season if they wanted to and start it probably in December, early December, if they really mm-hmm. wanted but what ultimately has to happen is they have to give them time to come back. Maybe a month is enough time. Who knows? But they need to get back into the training. Uh, they need to get back to shooting. And they just need to get back to the players that they were before all this all happened. So I think, I think it will come back. I hope it comes back. 
at the same time, it's it's tough because there's a lot of injuries that could come of it, really. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Because of the short term. The short term turnaround really could injure a lot of guys. No, I agree. It's, it's a tricky situation because obviously the health and safety of players comes first. And Adam Silver has made that very clear. And right. you're right in the sense like Jason Tatum, he doesn't have, a, I think actually a few weeks ago, he purchased one, but for the beginning of all this, he didn't have, he wasn't touching a basketball. He wasn't shooting a basketball. All these players, it's not just him. These guys are going to come back and you can't just throw them. See, I've had ideas of what I think the NBA should do when they come back. And I've had like NCA double NCA style tournaments, like just, single elimination like there you have set rules and stuff but what you're going what you're saying I agree with because you can't just throw these players back in you need to give them whether and it's tough because the longer we wait for this it's like the least time we have to do all this so at at this point I think the whole regular season's a wash I don't think unfortunately because there are teams especially in the west there are like four teams that were chasing the eighth seed and I my biggest thing when this happened was those teams deserve to get a chance but the longer we've been waiting, that's just not going to happen now. So now we go to the playoffs, but then again, you can't just throw everyone into the playoffs because not mm-hmm. everyone's going to be a hundred percent. Guys are going to be rusty. You said guys can get hurt, you know, just not haven't been training, haven't been lifting whatnot. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuts and bolts that need to be uh, figured out here. They need to be, there's a lot of rules, things that need to be figured out. Like if, they do bring it back and they have one set location. They need to quarantine everyone. Like there needs to be a rule. Like players can't understand that if this happens, players can't be exposed to other people. They can't leave this area. Like there's just things like that that need to be put in place. And obviously testing. I think I read a thing that they said testing, they'd have to do it before after games. So it's like, we need to make sure we have all this stuff at hand, which I'm, I'm sure they do. But I do think the NBA will come back. I also, um, you said like they would start the season late. I think at that point, I think that's what we're just going to be going into for the world of sports. I think everyone's just going to have to push it back and right. maybe down the line, they fix it somehow, but that might just be what we're doing. Like I think Christmas day right now might be opening day for the NBA next season, just because let's say they do come back in July, they'll end in mid August. They still got the draft. They still got, um, they, if they do um, summer league, well, quote unquote summer league, if they do right. that for the rookies um, training camp. I mean, there's so many things that, the NBA has to still do before starting the season. So whether they speed all of that up and like kind of put it into like a, like a month or pushing the season back, they're going to have to make that decision. But I, I mean, I'm, we both think the NBA season is going to happen. Now it's just what, like, if they do come back, what, who's going to win, what's going to happen. Like I mentioned an NCAA style tournament. I think that would be the best idea because personally everyone would watch it. Like, one, what's the one thing people like about college basketball more than regular basketball, like NBA? It's it's March Madness. It's the right. fact that these kids are literally playing every game like it's their last because it's like they have to prove at that game so they can make it to the next level. Um, so if you have an NCAA, NCAA, I keep slurring, I keep, it's like a tongue twister, <laughs> NCAA style tournament. If they do that, it's fun as hell because everyone watch it, single elimination, every team has a chance. I mean, and you kind of include the teams that, wouldn't have made it like that wouldn't get a chance to make the playoffs. So I think that would be kind of a fun way. But at the same time, I could see the NBA just being like, we'll just do regular 16 teams and we'll do like best of three, best of five, and then so on. But what do you, what do you think they would do in that case? The single elimination 
intrigues me actually i like that that's it's, a really it's, good it's, way like, to it's go not about just, it there, there would be rules in place like if you're a, a top seed like you probably would have a buy like there would be stuff like that i it wouldn't be perfect because there's 30 teams and if it was 32 teams it would be perfect because that's yeah. like the round of 32 so there would have to be a few buys in there just to make it work right um, if you did do that you could get a sweet 16 and then that would be perfect um but yeah i mean i thought i i, I think that's the best way because everyone would watch it if it's right. like one of the first sporting events that comes back, whether or not you're a fan of basketball or not, single elimination, like we would see performances that I don't think we'd see before because you think about it, like these guys know that like if we lose this game, it's it. Yeah. But if we win, like we can move on. So like you could see guys like LeBron. Just imagine imagine like, LeBron just, knowing that. Exactly. Like hypothetically, like LeBron would drop 50 every game or now hear this, this, this whole tournament can create like an underdog story or it, it can create a new superstar. Imagine someone from the Knicks, imagine RJ Barrett just goes off and just right. leads the Knicks to the finals. Like that's a story right there. That's a new star right there. So it's like things like that can come about. So that's why it intrigues me too. Yeah, no, that's, that's very intriguing. I like that way. There's um using my knowledge from other sports. Uh, so the premier lacrosse league is, a league that I follow like very, very like close. Um, so they're actually the first professional sports league in America to come back. And they came out with a plan and it was basically what you were saying. They would get all the teams in one location. Uh, the players know they have to quarantine all mm -hmm. that stuff. So what, what they're trying to do is they're trying to do their whole summer season because they go to place to place. That's what the premier lacrosse league is. It's like a tour. Uh, they're going to do it at one place and they're going to do it for like one month and that's going to be the mm -hmm. season. So that's, that's a pretty cool idea because they, they kind of set like the ground for what other leagues could do. Imagine the NBA did that. Like it, it was just what you were talking about. It's the same exact thing. That, that'd be exciting. That'd be exciting. Be. If they made it, if they made it best of three, even if you mm -hmm. really want to give teams a chance and you make it best of three, there wouldn't even be a problem with that. No, I don't think so either. It's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there are ideas like that, little things that can be implemented to make it, uh, like, make it make sense more, I guess, and just to make it more even for teams, I guess. Um, but, you know, like, like I said, it's like everyone would watch it. I think the NBA would get just – I think I read an article that said they would lose $900 million in revenue if they didn't have the playoffs, which is insane. But they have this. Not only, like I said, everyone would watch it. So they make money off the TV views right there. They have money from – I actually, I was going to say uh, tickets and stuff, but that's, that was, that's not true. Um, but it's like they get so much money just from everyone watching it and just like, I don't know, sales from something maybe people would buy. I don't know. I think the NBA could really make a buck off of this. And it's a fun idea. I mean, maybe not every NBA player would agree to it because to them, maybe like, oh, like one game is unfair. Like, because imagine the Lakers got upset. Like that would just yeah. be insane. So players might complain about that, but. Uh, you know, we'll see. And the NBA, they're kind of, they're not leading the way, but Adam Silver has been like very vocal and he's been very great about handling the situation. He's dealing with the players. Um, having Best commissioner players. in all sports. He is, I, he is, he really is. Cause he's, he genuinely is putting the player safety first. And I truly believe that he obviously losing money, $900 million is a lot of money. That's not just something you want to lose, but Adam Silver understands that his players is his, that's the business and without right. the players if they're not healthy you're not making any money regardless so mm -hmm. player safety first and then we'll get there um but who do you think so 
let's just say, forget the NCAA style tournament. Just say they bring the playoffs back. Who do you think is going to win all of this? Because we talked about earlier about how players, like, players are going to be rusty. It's going to be – we don't know if they're just going to jump right back into it or not. So let's just say everyone jumps back in. Everyone's good to go. Who do you think's winning? That's tough. That's a tough question because off the top of my head, the teams that I were considering contenders were Clippers, Lakers, Milwaukee, uh, the Celtics, obviously, a couple other teams around there. If it comes back, you could also have players that come back from injury who will also be mm. added to the rosters. So, wow, that's that's tough. I don't know. Tough. If LeBron – if LeBron comes back and plays the way he was and and he plays like playoff LeBron usually does, I'd say Lakers and they were all on board. I'd say Lakers because I just feel like LeBron has a way different mentality mm-hmm. this year with the loss of Kobe. So I completely I, agree. Yeah, I, I just like as soon as that happened, like you just saw LeBron like just change his attitude I'm, and like, I'm not mentality. kidding you, Sheehan. As soon not as soon when Kobe died that day, one of the first things I thought about was, damn, the Lakers are going to win it this year. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, like that was one of the first things I was like, this is literally like awful circumstances, like terrible thing that happened, but that just was fuel to the fire for some of those guys, especially like LeBron just thinking right. I'm going to carry this team. Now, like I'm putting the Lakers on my back, like the Lakers, that was Kobe's team. Now LeBron's like, I got you big bro. Like I'm going to, put this team on my back and I'm going to win more championships for LA. And I agree. Like it sucks because they have 16 rings. Celtics right. have 17. They get one more. We're tied up there. Um, but you know, I'm not a LeBron here. I, a lot of people like to hate on LeBron. I'm not like a fan. I'm not the LeBron fanboy, but I respect him. I do believe he's the second greatest player of all time. And I respect greatness and I love watching it. And I think, him winning a championship, it might upset some Celtics fans, but honestly, I would love to see him win another one because he's just been scrutinized so much over the past few years, just making it to the finals eight times, uh, losing six or um, losing five, uh, six losses in the finals. I feel like just winning one with LA, his third one with a third different team, third finals MVP probably with a third different team. Like I think something like that would just really put him back in that, that path of just like, you know, people like, you know what, maybe LeBron James isn't as bad as we thought he was, or they're not going to shit on him as much. You know what I mean? Um, I would like to see the Lakers win because I would like that story of the Lakers, like with Kobe and LeBron winning. Um, But other teams I would consider Milwaukee, obviously. I mean, they were the best team. They're the best team in the NBA record-wise. They lost three games in a row before all of this actually started. So they had 12 losses, but really they had nine. Um, So if you want to count that skid, whatnot, they were the best team in the NBA. And then you got the Clippers, obviously, Battle of L.A. I think everyone would have wanted to see that in the Western Conference Finals. That would have been, like, must-watch basketball. Yeah. And, of course, the Celtics. Um, unfortunately, for the Celtics, I don't think um, I don't think they would have made it past Milwaukee this year. Uh, it's, it's tough because the Celtics had, as the year went on, Kemba Walker was our number one lock guy. And it was kind of like it was him, and then it was going to be Tatum next. And as the year went on, it was like, wait a minute, Tatum's our best guy now, and now it's Kemba. And I was I was so looking forward to the playoffs because I would always think, like, it's going to be so hard for defenses to stop this team because you guys – Tatum, you can't double-team him because then you're right. going to leave one of Kemba, Jalen, or Hayward open. You can't double Kemba because you're going to leave Jason, Jalen, or Hayward. 
you got four guys in the starting lineup that can drop 20 points on any night. I don't care what people say about Gordon Hayward. He's a baller. He's the fourth yeah, option on one of the best offenses in, in the NBA. He gets stupid hate, though. He does. It's because of the contract. That's, yeah. If he was making $15 million a year, no one would say a thing. People, people don't understand. Like, people understand why that contract that contract isn't lived up to but they don't understand they don't, they don't understand why he was given that contract right when he was they, when he was in utah he was an all he was a bona fide all-star average 22 five and five the jazz were a great they were a really good team that year right and he he deserved the max and when he was coming to boston like it, he was supposed to be like Kyrie's number two like that was supposed it was supposed to be well actually initially he was supposed to be isaiah's number two but then they traded for Kyrie. So he was supposed to be like that second star. And then obviously the injury happened and he came back and it just, he wasn't right. And obviously Kyrie just, he didn't make things better, but now, I mean, he's much, he is, it's night and day compared to last year. Like he's just so much better, but he still gets hate because, Oh, he's not averaging 20. Oh, he's not doing this and that. It's like, he's oh he's never going to reach those expectations for fan because of his contract. And it, it, it really is a shame because he doesn't, it's not his fault. It's no one's fault. It really well, isn't. That's what happens when you come to Boston. Like, if you're going to play too. for, for mm-hmm. a Boston team, you're going to have a lot of spotlight on you. And if you don't live up to those expectations, the fans are going to let you know. And the fans Absolutely. always let them know. Like, <laughs> look what, at look at Kyrie. Kyrie left too. Yeah, like, look at Kyrie. <laughs> we had Kyrie for two seasons, and people act like we had him for, like, 12 years. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? It's just, like, if you have – that little of a stint and you make that big of a negative impact. <laughs> that says more about people, you than anything else. Yeah, right. But Gordon Hayward's contract, like the hate that he gets is just not worthy. He is a good Absolutely. player. He he is good. He is. It's just it's I, just I like, don't know. You have you have two young bucks coming up. You have Jalen Brown coming up and you have Jason Tatum coming up. You also have Kemba Walker who's who's your stud point guard. I mean like there's there is four guys that is what's so good about the Celtics is that there is four guys on the court you have to wor- have to worry about mm-hmm. there's no double teaming you can't but at the same time what where do you how how about this where do you move on from Gordon Hayward where do you move on and you say let's give this is what we're going to be it's going to be Tatum it's going to be Kemba and it's going to be Jalen Brown and and Marcus Smart can be our fourth guy if we need him mm-hmm. What do you think about that? And considering he has um, – I think he has a player option this year. Yeah, he does. So, so he's going to be a free agent. Well, he can be a free agent this offseason. He can opt out of his contract. I'm pretty sure it's $34 million on his right. final year. Yeah, yeah, he has see, a lot. I don't bl- – see, I would never blame someone for opting into that contract and taking the money. See, if I'm Hayward, like, why would you want to drop just leave that on the table, right? But I do, I do believe that Gordon Hayward will stay in Boston for at least another few years. Um, whether he picks up this contract and then we work on an extension for a few years, I think Hayward is at the point, whether it's after this contract or even we – we kind of thought Horford was going to do it for us, like take a discount, but he didn't do it. So now we're kind of hoping Hayward does it. Um, I can see Hayward taking a discount like a four-year, like $80 million, $85 million deal because – he, I think Gordon Hayward knows, like, at this point in his career, like, by, by the time this contract's done, like, he knows with his point of injury, he knows where the Celtics are at. He knows Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the next guys up. He knows that Boston isn't going to pay, pay him, like, a max player after this contract. So, I think if he wants 
to win. He understands that he's in the best situation for himself to win. So if he wants to keep himself in a winning situation, I think it would be smart of him to, you know, want to take a discount and stay in Boston. Because the biggest thing that's going to come down to all this is money. Because we have to give Tatum his extension. He's, we're going to give him his extension this offseason. And actually, believe it or not, his extension is going to be the highest paid contract in Celtics history. Wow. I did if not know that. Wow. Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be upwards of like $30 million a year, but it's five years. So it's going to be like almost, at least, I think it's going to be like 150 at least. For wow. a second contract, not bad. But anyways, so we're going to have to figure out, like, the budget and, like, fitting in the cap space and stuff. I would love Hay- uh, people hate on him. I personally like Hayward. He does more good. He does more, a ton more great than bad on this team. I would love to see him on the team. But unfortunately, if he doesn't take a pay cut or anything like that, I, I don't know how much longer he'll be on the team. Mm. But if I think, Hay- do I think Hayward would do it to stay in Boston? Yes. Um, you know, it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things that's like, you just got to wait and see. I mean, this year we were kind of seeing how Hayward would play with Jason and Jalen, and it's, it's it's fine. It's not like Hayward doesn't get in their way, Tatum and Brown doesn't get in their way, so it works. So it's like, why would you have, why why would you want to move on from that? You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Hayward, Hayward, I have, I wouldn't have an issue with him leaving this year, mm-hmm. but it then. It also depends on what we get in, well, what we would replace him with. That's right. the other thing. If, if, right. we just le- if we just left and, like, we're left with that hole, like, just missing that one other player, then I would have an issue with it. But, if, I mean, if we're getting something else in return for him or signing someone else, then maybe I can get behind it. It all depends on the situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't be, like, mad if he left, but, I, like, I don't know. Uh, I think we. Would, I wouldn't I be mad, we, but I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be knowing, mad. I wouldn't be happy. Knowing how well Tatum and Brown have been this year, and just the potential we're seeing in them, I think that's what would make it like less hurtful for us if he left. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. knowing that, like he leaves, yeah, we're losing a guy that scores seventeen, eighteen a game and does all these things, but you know we still got two guys that are twenty-one, twenty-two years old that are each averaging twenty a game. I mean, Tatum's nearly averaging twenty-three, twenty-four a game, and he's yeah. twenty-one. Uh, or 22, I should say. He turned 22 uh, two months ago. This guy is two months older than me, and he's going to be making $150 million in a few months. Like, yeah. that is just, like, unvo- like all the power to him. I'm the one sitting here talking about him, and he's the one going out making the millions of dollars. I, I love it. Um, but, yeah, so sticking with the Celtics. So we talked about, you know, we, we both – I think we both agree that the Lakers would will win it this year if the NBA comes back. I think that's kind of the direction we're going in now. So the Celtics don't win it. What do the Celtics need to do to get to that next level? I think the Celtics are a they are on the cusp of being a legit championship contender. I think they are an Eastern Conference contending team. It's like yep. the second best team in the East. Mm-hmm. But I think they are just just a tiny bit away from being a championship contender. I think I'll start off. I think the Celtics don't need another superstar. Mm-mm. The way the NBA is now, we have we're in a dynamic duo era. After the whole after the Warriors they broke up, everyone the NBA started getting evened out. Kawhi and Paul George on the Clippers, LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Katie, uh, Tatum, and Kemba. Like we got duos now. The Celtics don't need another superstar to add to this team to take them to the next level because we have that. Tatum turned into a star by Tatum turning into what he turned into. That saved us having to trade a young prospect for another superstar. Mm-hmm. That saved us from trading 
for someone like Anthony Davis, let's say. We don't need someone like that now because Tatum stepped into those shoes and he's just – he's taking the ball and he's fucking sprinting with it. Like, he's just <laughs> literally – and then also Jalen Brown, too. Like, he's averaging 20 a game. Um, we don't need another starting player, I believe. Uh, I – I love Tice at center. I think he does his job great. So I don't think we need to go out and overpay for a center that does maybe just a little bit more than what he does. Yep, um, I just agree because with you the on name, that. Just because the name might be sexier doesn't mean that they will do what Tice does better. He's right. perfect for the team. He spreads the floor. He's not. He doesn't need the ball in his hands. He's not. He's not a guy that's going to be putting up ten shots a game. Like he knows his role. I think the Celtics need another bench player and I mean bench player I mean like a sixth seventh man that could literally come off the bench and just score 14 to 15 a night and can shoot well from three that's it our bench sucks like yep. I, I'm, I'm I, I'm I love the rookies Grant Williams is going to be a great role player one day um Robert Williams he was hurt for a lot of the year but he's going to be a stud one day uh Tremont Waters I pray to Jesus Christ that Danny Ainge and the Celtics just give him a regular contract this summer because I want him as our backup point guard because he's just – I love him. He's yeah. going to be the MVP in the G League, just a stud. He's from New Haven. I go to school in Hamden. He's <laughs> 20 minutes away. Like, awesome. Uh, I love that. And um, But the Celtic – like, Carson Edwards was – I hate to say it, I love him, but he was a dud this season. Just just couldn't hit anything. Um, but and, and Marcus Smart off the bench, of course. He's but Marcus Smart is a whole. He's like the sixth man. He's like the uh, the sixth starter for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. The Celtics need one guy, and I obviously his trade value was too high. But I always thought someone like Davis Bertans and the Wizards would have been literally the like the the perfect player. Would have been perfect, perfect player. He could have stepped in like late in the games, like small ball lineups. He could have been the starting lineup at center. Uh, even, I don't know, just. Chuck, he can. He was shooting forty-five percent from three, and he's averaging fifteen, sixteen off the bench. Like that is perfect. Um, I think Danny Ainge did try to trade for him. I'm pretty sure they wanted like two first-round picks or at yeah. least. Yeah. So obviously that fell through. But someone like that is who I think the Celtics need. So what? Who do you? Who do you think? What do you think the Celtics need? No, we're on the same page here. I've been saying all year, even since the the trade deadline happened, like the one thing that they needed was a bench guy, and mm-hmm. you could see that coming down the stretch, the second half of the season after the All-Star game, you started seeing that in the Celtics. They started going a little bit of slant there in their season, and they started to go down. And I really think that is because of the bench. Like, they don't – that's the thing with them. They don't have that one guy. You have Marcus Smart, who's your energy guy, who also is a good two-way player in the NBA now. Mm -hmm. But he's not a guy that you can count on to come off the bench and score, like, 15 a game. Right, right. That's not, like, his role. Like, that's not what you have to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's that's something that the Celtics need. They need that one guy where they say, This is your job, you come off the bench, you drop like sixteen a night, and that's all we need. That's Dude, that what they, like they don't they don't have like they don't have like that Lou Williams. Mm. You know what that's I mean? What I'm saying. You like, need someone like, like that. Even Will Barton. At, Will Barton was doing well for the Nuggets this year, I'm pretty sure. Oh, absolutely. Dude, you look at teams like um the Clippers I mean the Clippers first and foremost, their their bench could be a starting lineup on some like yeah. NBA like Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, uh, uh, Marcus Morris, Montrez Harrell, and Zubac. Like that's 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 an NBA starting lineup. That, yeah. Those are all starters. Um, then you got teams like the Bucks. They have a good bench. The Lakers have even the Nuggets. They do have, the Nuggets too have a good bench. They're not a team that we consider a, a championship contender. But look, you look at those teams. They have a more filled out roster. We do the Celtics have a star-studded like uh, a one. 
do, do I believe the Celtics have the best one to four lineup in the NBA? Yes. I do. I believe from one to four, the Celtics have the best one to four position players on their team. Um, but it's just the bench. Like we play the clip, let's say we made it to the finals and we play the Clippers. What's going to be our, like, what would the, do, what would the Clippers do to kill us is the bench. Once our bench comes in and their bench comes in, that's when it it's would over. be like the deciding factor. That's when it would like, maybe it would be a tie game as soon as the bench goes in, maybe the Clippers, they start going up by five, six, seven points, and that's that's just how it would be. Um, so it's like you need that one extra. It doesn't have to. We don't need to a, a, a scrap the bench and just replace it with guys. We just need one guy. Isaiah Thomas, when he got traded to Boston, came off the bench. He was averaging uh, 16, 17 a game. He, that was literally what all he was asked to do. We just need someone like IT. Yeah. Is, it, is that guy IT? I don't think so. But we need someone like IT that just has that, like, you know what? I'll do what you ask me. I'll come off the bench. I'll just get buckets, and that's that's all you need to do. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, completely agree. They they just really need the bench guy. There's only so much they can do uh, with with the one through four, like where you were saying. What they try to do though, what Brad tries to do is try to keep two of the stars one, on. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. or one, one or two of the stars on the court at the same time. So then, then, then there is scoring because if you put that whole bench in, there's going to be no scoring oh, whatsoever. Yeah, dude. If you if you took Kemba, Jalen, Jason, Hayward off the if not if those four weren't on the court, like one of them wasn't on the court, like I don't know how the Celtics are going to score. You have We've to. seen that. We've seen that during the year where we would take guys out. We'd see the team just not be able to score. Like they just don't have a shot created. They don't have someone. Marcus Smart's the only guy, and unfortunately, we had we've had a lot of injury this year. So Marcus Smart has had to start for us which made our bench worse. Yep. Like Marcus Smart off the bench is perfect for us because he provides that energy. He provides that shot creating ability. He, he's, he's the bench leader. He puts, he sets everyone up, has the ball in his hands and that's perfect for him. So when he's starting, we don't have that guy. And that's what makes our bench worse. So that's also why health is an important thing. So when the NBA season does start back, Kemba was hurt. Jalen was a little hurt. So it's important that we got, we have those guys back at full strength so we can, put Marcus on the bench and not have to worry about putting all of our best players in the starting lineup. Yep. Completely agree with you. But that's, that's where we're at with the Celtics. I mean, hopefully we're, uh, hopefully when the season does come back, the Celtics do prove us wrong and, you know, they go on a crazy (laughs) run and win it all, but who knows what will happen for now. We're just, uh, we're just going to be speculative and just wait and see what happens. Yeah. No, that's all we can do is wait. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Well, that's, I mean, that's all we have to talk about today, man. I mean, I'm pretty excited with where we started with this. I mean, we, I mean, we're, I think we're going to do some great things with this podcast. I mean, we're just free, just talking freely about these things. Like we're just going back and forth, like a normal conversation. Like this is, this is fun. And I'm hoping that everyone that listened, uh, you guys enjoyed listening to us and obviously let us know, like, I mean, these ideas, we want to hear what you guys think. Cause it's important that like, you know, we debate about these things. So let us know what you guys think about these topics. Like, what do you think will happen with the NBA? Who do you think will win? And if you're a Celtics fan, who do you want the Celtics to get to take them to that next level? Um, but yeah, no, this, I'm, I'm super excited. Chasing banners. This is like episode three, technically, but we'll start from, uh, we'll start with episode one. This is, this is the pilot episode. Hey, yeah, let's go. I'm excited for this too. I like, I like just to talk freely about it. It's the best way to go about it. I feel like really all the is. best topics come out when you're just thinking free, not looking at segments or anything like that. So I, I'm really excited for this podcast too. This was a good first episode. It was a great Absolutely. first episode. Yeah. So I, I'm really for excited listening. for it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully next week, um, we're going to be doing this uh, every week 
for now um, until like when maybe when sports come back, we'll maybe we'll put out more episodes. We'll figure that out when it happens. For now, we're going to put out an episode once a week. We're going to get you all the news that we can. Hopefully by next week, we'll have more news as far as like what the NBA is doing and stuff. So we can keep talking about that further. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening to the first episode, Chasing Banners. My name is Dante Toro. You can follow me on Twitter at Dante on Deck. Sheehan, go plug in your stuff. <laughs> thank you for listening to the first episode, guys. Uh, you can find me at 401Sheehan on Twitter. And on Instagram, I don't need to give my Instagram right now. <laughs> don't want to I don't need in. that yet. Only Twitter. All right, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. All right. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, peace out, guys. Go Celtics. Go Celtics. <laughs>